Hey guys, before we get started, I want to talk about today's sponsor, Baxter Blue Eyewear. Are you tired of experiencing the world of digital eye strain? Then look no further than Baxter Blue Glasses. No pun intended. Baxter Blue offers a variety of glasses with lenses to filter out 80% of the highest blue lights, eliminate 99% of glare, and even 100% of UVA slash UVA light, which is amazing. Let's be honest, it's hard for us to go through one day while looking closely at our phones or computer screens. Believe me, I relate to that so much. But too much exposure to digital light would not be ideal for our vision. If you're looking for good quality eyewear that's perfect for all ages, then you should consider Baxter Blue Glasses. Click the link down below to get 10% off your purchase and start seeing the world through Baxter Blue's vision today. Hello, geeks of the world, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. And I am Nick. Giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And today, fun fact, we just binge-watched the entire series of Captain Winter Soldier. And my god, wasn't an experience. Correction, you guys didn't binge it, only I was the true hardcore. Literally sat down and watched the whole series in one day. You oh never know, god. maybe I decided to watch all six episodes before recording this. Okay, so- okay. To prep, I got it. Unlike you guys, I'm the real fan, and I sat down and watched every single Friday. Actually, and I think Nick did too. So yes, yes, I did. Well, I did that for WandaVision. I just lost sight with Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, the big thing. What did everybody think? Everybody, let's give a rating to the show. Ooh. We haven't done this yet. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, Are we rating this at 5 or 10? 10. Okay, out of 10? What would you say, Keith? Uh, I would say. See, and now I feel like I should have thought about this before. Bert, you the <laughs> well, you were you were, you were the proposing. I would say a five out of ten, maybe a four point five out of ten. You literally had exactly where I was going. I was going four or five. I'm at a six, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah, and we'll get in. We'll get into it. You know, maybe six point five, somewhere between a five point five and a six point five. That's my you know, ultimate goal. The fact that you're putting it up that high makes me say maybe a four point seven. But the only reason why it's <laughs> that high is because of Bucky. We'll get into that later. Uh, Eric, what about you? Uh. I guess maybe a 5.5 or maybe 6. Okay, you're in my ballpark pretty much. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Wow, it nobody had, went, Nobody cracked 7. <laughs> it had yeah, unique ideas. I just feel like the execution was a bit off. They went overzealous at some parts, but I know we're going to talk more about that momentarily. Definitely. Very, very interesting. Wow, okay, where do we even begin uh, to unpack? I think we should explain what the hell the show is about anyway. Ah, yes, yes. Good idea. So, uh, picks up, I think, right after everybody comes back at the end of Endgame. Spoiler, I guess, for those who haven't seen Endgame, but really, this is a spoiler for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so you guys should definitely go watch those. If you haven't, I don't know why you're here. Maybe you just love the sound of our melodious voices. But pretty much, Falcon has been given the shield by Cap. He's not really sure what to do with it so he donates it to a museum to bucky's chagrin bucky's not happy u.s government long story short uses the shield to announce a new captain america and the new captain america (laughs) kind of butts heads and crosses paths with surprise surprise the falcon and the winter soldier as they fight a rising terrorist threat um in eastern europe following the blip so these are kind of all the crisscrossy paths you know we get sam trying to figure out what he wants to be bucky trying to make amends for his past we have this new captain america and this new character john walker figure out all the stuff that's up with him and uh, we got these mysterious terrorists as the villains put that in a formula and that is basically what you get with falcon and the winter soldier 
It's the condensed version. That pretty much sums yeah, up the whole you, show in a nutshell. You hit the ham, like the, the nail <laughs> on the head or whatever. That's like the TLDR version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you uh, also forgot uh, Sharon Carter coming back. Like, that was... Mm. I thought it was cool at first, but then th- there has to be a reason why she's back. And spoiler, well, she's, she's actually evil. No uh, joke. I completely forgot about her. <laughs> me too. Yeah. like... I think the last time we saw her in the MCU was in Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They said, Sharon, it's you. And I literally was like, yeah, I don't, I, was this a character from earlier in the show? I don't yeah. remember this. I did us was like, oh yeah, <laughs> she exists. And then they said the last name Carter. And I was like, oh, right. You're around. <laughs> you. Okay. I, I, I'm really curious. I don't really know where we should start. Should we just piggyback off of, of that, off of Carter? Yeah, going from that, I was just going to say it's really interesting to see because we also originally with like WandaVision, after WandaVision, we were supposed to see the Doctor Strange movie and they were supposed to tie in to some extent. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. with this, it's very interesting to see of how this will tie in because of A, they're bringing her back. You know, now we have John Walker as, um, what is it, U.S. Patriot? Yes. U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. Agent. Thank you. That's a pretty cool thing that they're introducing these new people into everything. Um, Absolutely. I was going to say interesting to what just piggybacking off of that. The original, you know, normal non-COVID world schedule would have been the end of the Infinity Saga, whatever, Far From Home's over. Then we would have gotten Black Widow and then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like this was supposed to be the second thing in the new era of the MCU immediately after Black Widow. So this was re- clearly pretty important in, in the sort of stage setting way. So who knows if that, maybe in Black Widow, there's going to be something that kind of deals with this. Because I know Black Widow as a character kind of worked with Captain America. If I, Unless I'm remembering wrong, wasn't she a pretty big character in, in the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so maybe they'll have some some reference to that. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I really don't know what's going to happen with that movie, but. We're not here to talk about Black Widow. We're here to talk about nah. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. who cares about <laughs> Black Widow anyway? Yeah, as we said before on this podcast, she's dead. Let's move on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> little, like... little cold. But <laughs> No, like, um, what what can she bring to the table at this point? Like, yo, you, you, you're dead. Like, the only thing is, is like her sister or whatever. That... We're a month away from finding they... out. Yeah, they can set up, though, other characters that they could bring in from that movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I'm so curious. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we all just watched, that was supposed to follow Black Widow after a few months. So I wonder if Black Widow's going to have any big Falcon Winter Soldier-y stuff in it. Like I said, we're a month away from finding out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is just such a daunting discussion ahead of us. I don't really know where to start. If there's one thing I can appreciate in the show, it's the chemistry between Bucky and Sam. Because if you guys remember in Civil War, they hate each other. I mean, they openly said that to each other, like, you know, during the airport battle scene. I think Sam was like, yo, I hate you. And I know this is going a little bit off topic, but it kind of correlates to what I'm talking about. I like how we get, I forgot what episode it was, but there was a scene where we were sitting in the car. And that's actually a reference in Civil War where Bucky was sitting in the back seat and he was like to Sam, can you move your seat up? He was like, no. But then in one of the episodes, it was vice versa. Bucky was sitting in the front seat and Sam was in the back seat. And he was like, can you move your seat up? No. I just remember, I, I remember yeah. hearing that line. I thought it was like just supposed to be a joke. I didn't realize it was a, a reference. You know me, I'm a sucker for appreciating references like that. Oh, absolutely. 
I kind of like how in this series they developed more of a friendship. Yeah, they were friends with Steve, but they weren't exactly in sync with each other because, like, they were polar opposites when you think about it. Yeah, and that's going to lead to something very controversial that I'm going to say that I know Nick doesn't agree with because we talked about it last night. That's kind of why I'm glad Bucky didn't get the shield because I feel like Bucky works kind of alongside Captain America. Like, that is what I feel like his role is. And so he worked alongside Steve Rogers, and now he's working alongside Sam Wilson. That's just kind of how I see it. Obviously, Steve and Bucky do have that rich history. Like, literally, they're from the freaking Great Depression together. I mean, (laughs) yeah, that shield literally has a legacy. And when Sam gave it up, that personally hurt Bucky. So that kind of adds more layer to their relationships. He's like, that shield has so much value, not just to Steve, but to me as well. And the fact that you just gave it up, like, come on. That's, that was a kind of cool little uh, schism between the two, like, because you kind of see both sides. Like, one, yeah, Sam's just given a shield, but he's intimidated. You know, Captain America has literally saved the world multiple times by this point, so he doesn't really know what to do. And Bucky, like you said, Eric, like, Bucky, that's like his last remnant to his old life is that shield. So seeing it with John Walker really pisses him off. And of course, in every episode, they try their best to work together, but you know, they have different styles of planning. Bucky likes to be more straightforward, while Sam is more practical, like he's a a thinker, so to speak. Yeah. Really should have gone to Bucky, thousand percent. I disagree. I I disagree. Okay, I want to hear your argument, because I really disagree with that. Well, one of the biggest points for why he didn't get the shield and like before, was that he was still like the Winter Soldier, you know? He still had a lot of stuff to go through, and in in this show, you know, you really see him going through and working mm-hmm. out all of that stuff, making amends, making peace. But the big thing is he, like Bucky, literally has nothing that he is right now. That's more why he should have got it because the Falcon's already the Falcon, you know? Like, mm. they said that towards the end when it was like, oh, it's the Falcon or it's the Black Falcon. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's Captain America. It's like, no, you're not going to be Captain America. You're never being Captain America. You're the Falcon. Like, oh, like we already know your gimmick. You got wings. You're the Falcon. But Bucky's like, oh, he's the Winter Soldier, you know? Like, it's nothing that was crazy. It was more like the Winter Soldier was the dark assassin, long hair, you know? He's got short hair now. He does this. He does that. If you gave him the Captain America suit, honestly, not even. If you just gave him the shield, he would be Captain America, like, I guess 3.0. But now at this point, <laughs> they'll have to be 4.0. Um, it just made more sense with a his history with it and when we would seek actual steve roger captain america use the shield the only person up to the point that could actually catch the shield or like deflect it was bucky there was nobody else um watching the mcu that really could just use the shield how how he could you know so it was always i should say it always seemed like it was hinted that bucky was going to get the shield and he was going to become captain america however for whatever reason they gave it to falcon instead also being said, like going back to what you said, where he's like, oh, Bucky's always supposed to kind of be the sidekick to it. I disagree with that uh, like 100%. I think I think also by watching and through watching the show, we saw Bucky. Um, what, what's his actual name? I can't think of it. Uh, James, James. I think. I think it's James. No, I think no. so. Like, like actor's name. Oh, Sebastian, oh, Sebastian Stan. Stan. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, there's no way. Okay. <laughs> so we actually saw Sebastian Stein as an actor. Like, he is phenomenal. I personally think he's the best. He was the best actor throughout the whole thing. I think he carried the show. He's the one that I felt more of a connection to. He's the one that I honestly felt the show was more about, Um, which is kind of unique when you have, like, I, I think he was meant to be more of a side character, more of a, yeah, I guess just a side character. However, you really see him shine through this. 
Well, it does get half the title. That that is true. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a fair that's a fair point. I'm glad that you explained that to me because that's interesting. Because I'm not I, I'm definitely you know me. I'm a very late stage MCU fan. If we were talking right now in 2018, I wouldn't even know who Bucky was. <laughs> so, you know, I get it. And I agree with you, though. Bucky had a really great arc in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was really, you know, he he played his role. He he got out of the, the shadows a little bit. I really liked his plot of like, okay, now he has to go and like apologize and like right his wrongs and give these people closure. Like that was really cool because we've not really seen much from him. Like he was frozen. Then he was like, yo, I'm evil now. And then he was in Wakanda for a really in a long time like we really haven't seen Bucky in the real world which is kind of nuts and now he's forced to just be this normal guy I can't help but <laughs> but really wonder what Bucky might have been thinking when Steve went back in time and lived his life like right. would Bucky not have been like yo why didn't you take Excuse me, me the fuck? <laughs> yeah what the, why did you leave me here that was my time too asshole that's actually <laughs> a great point because I have a girlfriend in the past what's your excuse <laughs> Didn't he also have like a girlfriend in the past though? He went on a date with uh Steve with like two two girls, but like I don't think it was date. actually anything serious. You know who I, I didn't like? Well, uh, I don't want to say I didn't like in this movie because I know we we'll get into Sam. I I liked Sam for the most part, but who I really thought that was wasted Zemo. Really? Okay. Okay, that let me just let me explain myself. I thought Zemo was really great in this show. Like his, he was such a cool character. I really liked his interact. Like I loved that scene with him with the kids where he's like, "Oh, those those two are bad men. You do not talk to them." He was really cool. I liked him a lot, but I feel like he shows up out of nowhere and he goes away out of nowhere. Like I I just I don't know. I feel like they just wrote him into like two episodes and that was it. Well, I don't know. He was in it for, I think, more than two episodes, right? Okay, I, mean, I, I hope. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm remembering wrong, man. He came in, I think, in the second or third episode, and then they took him out second to last episode. Okay, I think um, you're right. Yeah. I really enjoyed him. I just Maybe I just like kind of wanted more from him. I can agree with you there. I wish there was more, but I think he had the amount of screen time because they overdid it i think they could have overdone it with him mm, but mm. i think they played it super nice and i actually am extremely excited to see his character again is uh, he he's confirmed coming back i hope so if he comes back my my complaints are null and void i just feel like he was sent away to rot in prison forever and that wasn't a really fair ending but if he's gonna come back yeah, yeah then he's yeah disregard it. my complaints i'm back. sure he'll come back but i hope that we see more interactions between bucky and him because they weren't friends but they weren't exactly enemies you know they kind of like understood each other exactly and i would say it goes to a respect level which was pretty cool to see that scene with the two of them at the sokovia memorial is, is like oh really great scene yeah. i'm not gonna lie to you i was waiting for him to backstab sam and bucky at some point right same <laughs> the one scene where he shoots that scientist i thought that was the scene like oh okay he's evil now and then all of a sudden he pulls up in the getaway car and i was like oh never mind i guess i guess you're not evil now i was yep. that scene i literally thought that was gonna be the scene because you're right eric i was in there waiting like all right he's a previous villain he was tricked into breaking out of jail come on and then when he gave little kids candy yeah that doesn't sound creepy <laughs> right what and he freaking mean? says that that sam and uh, what's his face are evil it was like are, is he trying to make society go against them again you know start with the children because they're most vulnerable again that doesn't sound creepy <laughs> really weird but he kind of he almost reminded me of loki like uh, just yeah. this random like neutral chaotic neutral guy who was broken out of prison like loki is in the dark world and then just accompanies the guy and you're just like not sure like 
Is he going to betray? Oh, he's being weird. Is he going to betray them? Oh, he's not. But maybe he still will. And it's like, you're just on this sort of roller coaster with him. Major Loki vibes from Zemo, at least in my opinion. So we talked about the well-known characters. Let's move on to some of the new characters they introduced, like U.S. Agent or John Walker. What did you guys think of him? I didn't like him in the beginning, but he definitely redeemed himself at the end. Yeah, I, w- I didn't think much about him. I just thought like, okay, he's pretty much the public's Captain America. Like, you know, he's only there just for, you know, public purposes, but he's not really Captain America. But then episode four, I think is when, was it episode three or four was when he killed that guy with the shoot? Yeah, Battlestar gets killed. That's when I was like, oh shit, Steve would never do that. Yeah, the bloody shield at the end. I was going to say that was a really cool scene. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was the first time they really showed like a lot of blood from the MCU. Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't just me. I was like, wait, is this like the first time we're seeing a lot of like blood and gore? (laughs) Really powerful. It was, it was just a crazy scene. uh, And to be honest, 100% honest that was the exact moment I started liking him (laughs) I saw that and I was like I like this darker like Captain America vibe I was like I want to see how they take it like where they go because like that essentially could have been how Steve was if he wasn't so amazing you know Mm-hmm. And friendly reminder that in the following episode, he fought Sam and Bucky two-on-one with a broken arm. And yeah, and he almost, he was toe-to-toe with them. I liked how he went from the freaking, like, uh, goody-goody, like, oh, I want to be just like Steve, to just this dark, crazy, corrupt guy. I'm not going to lie to you. I was scared that he was going to turn full-on villain mode by the end of the series. But no, in episode six, he's he's kind of on the neutral side. Well, uh, he does help out in the fight, but for the most part, he went the neutral route, which I can appreciate because it if he went full on villain mode, I probably think less about him because, you know, that was something I honestly expect. Yeah, I think we were all expecting him to be like, oh, huh, how ironic. The guy who's Captain America is going to be evil now. What is interesting to me, and this is going to take us down a rabbit hole, I'm sure, because I'm about to bring up a very, very <laughs> controversial part of this show. John Walker is like this show's ideal anti-hero slash villain character for me. He puts the Flag Smashers to absolute shame. Like, because he kind of has motives you can understand. Like, you get to... I I don't know. I just feel like there's something about John Walker's kind of descent... His hubris, his descent into madness... That's just so much more interesting to watch than the Flag Smashers. Um, I will say, Eric, I am going to say at, for the ending, I honestly was a little taken aback how he was just like this kind of corrupt, crazy figure. And then all of a sudden he was just like, hey, Sam and Bucky, let's team up in New York together. Like, yo, guy, what? <laughs> Excuse me? I thought you were supposed to be bad-ish, but whatever. I'm very interested to see where the, the U.S. agent character goes, because like you said, he's much more of a neutral character. He's not working for the government or like he's... <laughs> working for different facilities let's put it that way he's working for julia lewis Dreyfus, who just kind of showed up yeah that kind of shows that he doesn't have a pacific side that he's joining he's just whenever they need him they'll give him a call yeah but but like i said he was far more of an interesting anti-hero slash villain slash roadblock for sam and bucky than the flag smashers who I'm just going to say up front, I absolutely hate it. Nick, I know you had some thoughts about that. I wanted I wanted to hear because you kind of, so they were boring. like some of the worst villains you've ever seen, right? The, the, honestly, they were just some of the, I'm trying to formulate my sentence here. <laughs> they were some of the worst villains ever because they had no motive. They were just like, yeah, we represent the people who were like blip. And it's like, cool. Then where the fuck do you add in explosions and killing people? 
<laughs> like what? It's interesting that you just said that because I didn't even know that's what they represent. They were so unclear. They were like, "Oh, we want super soldier serum and become super, but also we want to blow up refugee facilities." <laughs> Like, but we are refugees, and also we, we hate the groups that want to help people after the blip. Like, what? What? Excuse me? What? We fight for the people, but we also kill people. Yeah, like, I really, really, really don't understand them or like them very much. I mean, I understood a bit, like, that was very true, but I understood enough. They're like, oh, you know, these people are withholding the food from the refugees, so we'll blow up yeah. them, even though they're like, the ones actually trying to help it was very mixed confusing <laughs> with that bad like they were just annoying altogether like uh, it's funny because from the beginning i called pretty much what would happen i really did think though uh, i didn't really she would die in the end i thought she was going to be like good and i thought how it was going to go more of it was going to be that she turned good and that um john walker they were going to have to kind of team up against him mm. and i was like okay i could see that happening and then uh that did not happen uh no i was like oh <laughs> Okay. I, I kind of hated how they tried to incorporate the whole misunderstanding trope once again. I mean, they tried that shit with WandaVision, and look where that turned out. <laughs> and now they're doing it again, but in a more political setting. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand. Like, maybe it was just me, but because, Keith, I, I agree. Those scenes, like, suck so much. Like, 18 times per episode, they'd have the girl come out and be like, the world's gonna think we're villains no matter what we do. And then it's like, oh, but they also just massacred dozens. Like, yeah. what? No, it's not the world painting you with a broad brush. It's you freaking killing innocent civilians. Well, Stop trying I... to make it a Greg area question. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. And it got even, it was even worse in the very end because out of everybody, the new Captain America for the, the third time, Sam, <laughs> the Falcon, he, he bought into it. You know, in the very end of the show, he's like, the senator's like, yeah, don't worry, you know, like, thank you for taking care of the terrorists. And he's like, they don't use labels. Like, they're not terrorists. <laughs> like, oh, that's so upsetting. Like, she was just a girl. It's like, um, yeah, a girl who killed she, multiple people just trying to live their lives. Yeah, she caused mass genocide. She manipulated people. Do I have to continue on? Like, blowing, blowing up innocent civilians for a greater cause that you believe in is the definition of terrorism. Words have definitions. It's not just all labels. They have definitions, too. <laughs> God, these contradictions. Legit, man. The One of the worst scenes for that, in my opinion, with the villains is one like literally the same episode it's like episode four the the one where Battlestar dies there's like a scene earlier on where she's like going on like oh yeah we have to kill John Walker we have to you know make sure Captain America's dead like we gotta kill him whatever blah 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 and then literally like 10 minutes later they kill Battlestar and they're like oh crap my, it was just an accident Mike we didn't want to kill anyone yes you did you just said you did what is your what is your motive what what are your what do you do like there was a whole scene where he's like we ought to kill Captain America and then they kill his best friend like slash assistant which you'd think would help their cause and they're like oh you know we were just having a little bit of a friendly fist fight we didn't mean to kill anyone like, what are you doing? Do you want to continue mass genocide or hold hands and sing Kumbaya, my lord, around the campfire? <laughs> oh, so infuriating. I feel like that's one of the show's biggest flaws is that they have these ideas, but how it's executed, it's so convoluted and goes beyond comprehension. Yeah, man. And it's it's right on the heels, too, of WandaVision, which I really loved the Agatha Harkness in WandaVision. I thought she was a really cool villain, like entertaining motives were clear she just she wanted to use scarlet which is magic like i just uh, these guys lost me i don't know 100 percent agree with you matt yeah 
they were also just very boring. It's like every time they had a scene where it was just them talking to each other, like I I wanted to fast forward, but I know I I knew I couldn't. And honestly, their motto was so stupid: one world, one people, or whatever. <laughs> I completely forgot they had a motto. I, I guess that shows how bland they really are. They were desperately trying to be the new Hail Hydra, and it was just falling on its face. Well, the biggest issue I think with how the show like demonstrated them was they were trying to be like, okay, these are the bad guys. But at the same time, oh, but are they really that bad? See, like, they're kind of good. That's where I think they started really losing everybody because they were trying to be like, look, they, they want, like, one world, one people. They want these, like, <laughs> they're, like, trying to fight for the, the refugees. And it's like, oh, wait, they're, they're killing people. They're killing innocent people. I don't know. See, the Marvel movies in the past, especially recently, have gone kind of gone one of two ways with their villains. Either irredeemable like you're not supposed to root for them at all or really even understand them like mysterio and agatha and the more understanding ones that they try to make you be like see what they're see where they're coming from here which was obviously the biggest success story there is thanos there's been others and this is kind of more that latter category where it's you kind of, they kind of want you to really understand it wait thanos was a, one, a villain that you were supposed to be like i understand you trying to get rid of half the, the world <laughs> okay b- bad explanation but you know what I mean? Like, they, they kind of had Infinity War literally be the story of Thanos. Like, it was kind of cool. Basically, they're constantly reusing the misunderstanding trope. Like, oh, it's not all that bad. Not everything's as it seems. You just got to understand from their perspectives. Yeah. And last time they did that, we got Ghost from Ant-Man versus the Wasp, which we all have to agree sucked. I forgot yeah. about that. 100%. <laughs> what Ant-Man and the Wasp them? wasn't that bad. No, no, the movie was great. G- Ghost was awful. Oh, Ghost? Yeah. I didn't like her. No, the movie was good. Yeah, I agree. Carly Morgenthau, which is the lead terrorist, she gave up, oh, sorry, I don't use labels, the lead, uh, <laughs> whatever, uh, of the people who were fighting Sam and Bucky. Um, <laughs> she reminded me of Ghost, I guess, because maybe it was just because it was like a young girl, like who was kind of the, like you said, the whole misunderstanding. But if you're reminding me of Ghost, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> okay i feel like we're constantly shitting on the show too much i mean for good reason though but there is one positive thing i also want to address i kind of like the montage where sam was trained to become captain america because it felt very reminiscent of the first captain america i think like he was running laps lifting weights ricocheting the shield back and forth i yeah i I got it we should get into sam now honestly again i like all the little references from past movies because it helps connect with the current situations oh absolutely it's interesting going back to wandavision just for a second because i i like what you just said eric wandavision like felt like it absolutely needed to be a show like a series it couldn't have been a movie the whole gimmick was that it was a show this felt like it could have honestly been condensed into like a movie it felt kind of like a five-hour captain america movie probably because of what you said eric there's a lot of old references maybe the cinematography too and the plot points but those references those parallels it kind of feels like a five-hour Captain America movie. Kind of curious to hear what you guys think. Apparently, there's going to be a Captain America. Do you think it should be called Captain America, or do you think it should just be called Falcon? Well, he's Captain America now, yeah. so I, I would say... Yeah, technically, Sam is now Captain America, so it makes sense. But the fans still view him as Falcon. Yeah. Personally, I would prefer a season two, but at this point, we'll take what we can get. I would not expect any many of these shows to get a season two, other than the standalone ones like Marvel What If, because I feel like they're supposed to kind of just be, like I said in a way, five-hour movies that just fit as puzzle pieces into the MCU. Well, Loki got renewed for season two, and that's not even out yet. Okay, that's interesting. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to see Loki in the MCU, though, for a while. So I, I predict, could be wrong, but I think his show is going to be a lot of just like, oh, 
Loki's adventures through the galaxy, <laughs> through time and space. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. The post-grad scene where Sharon was revealed to be evil, that was one of my most hated parts about the show. Yeah, that's like, what, what are you doing? Well, you just far back from obscurity. She looks like she's getting her affairs back in order. And now you just, oh, guess what? I'm going to turn against the government. <laughs> no, that was pretty predictable, to be honest. I mean, literally, they had her working in a criminal underbelly. She was like, yeah, I'm stealing artwork, whatever. And then you're, we're supposed to be surprised when she's evil. <laughs> like, If you uh, look at the titles of the episode, the episode The Power Broker is literally when she comes back. <laughs> if you put two and two together, big surprise of who she is. Well, I was going to say, I started to think that that was, um, you kind of saw that coming up, like what Nick just said, like, they kept on talking about the power broker. The only other person that I was confused with, who was the lady that was like, oh, you'll you'll become US agent? She's like Madam Hydra, I'm pretty sure is her name. Oh, okay, now I'm interested, because they explained that so poorly. They just had Julia Louise Dreyfus strolling out of nowhere, be like, you didn't do anything wrong, Walker, leave it to me. And then show up in the finale, be like, yeah, you're US agent now. I'll call you. And then she walks like, bro, who are you? <laughs> but that's cool that Hydra's finally coming back. That's very interesting. That that might be how we get Zemo to come back, too. I still can't believe Loki got renewed for a season two. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The show didn't even come out yet. And already the rating works for a season two. Like, my mind's still trying to process that. Well, I also feel like Loki has a bigger fan base than so far anyone that we've seen. Dude, yeah, Loki has a lot of fanboys. Yeah, more on Loki in the next season. Yes, you heard right. This episode is actually the finale of season two. Again, I wish I had a party popper on me. So if I had a party popper up at school, honestly, I'd probably get expelled. <laughs> Sorry, this doesn't feel like a traditional season finale, but hey, that's what makes it a surprise, I guess. What do you mean? This is a good season finale. We're talking about one of the worst Marvel series we've had. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. We we should give our we should give our final thoughts before we go on any further. Final thoughts yeah. summary of Falcon Winter Soldier. Everybody go around. What do we think? Okay, so I thought it was unique, but in terms of execution, it could have been a lot better. Sam and Bucky's chemistry, even though that's what saved the show for me, it's still not enough to give it like, you know, a good rating. I'm like mixed bag, sort of like you. I think WandaVision was probably a better show in my opinion at least. Maybe I just like those characters a little bit more. I really thought Sam and Bucky had pretty decent arcs. And I liked the introduction and the playing around with this new John Walker character. I liked seeing Zemo a little bit, but it was messy at a lot of points. And the villains are probably the worst, some of the worst, if not the worst, the MCU has given us in its entire 13-year run. I would say for my final statement, it was interesting to see what becomes of these characters following the events of Endgame. Does not deserve a second season if there's going to be one. <sighs> Whatever. And then as of me, or as for me, I should say, I thought that there were a lot of cool characters. I loved, again, Bucky and uh, Zemo, and I loved seeing them. I actually did, like, as much as I was just saying, I didn't like um, Falcon with the Captain America, like Falcon as Captain America. I did like him a bit. You know, I think there's definitely some cool rooms there. Biggest downfall for me personally, the, the number one reason why this this got crazy was it got a little too political for my um Yeah. My it got yeah. very political with things and I'm like, dude, like we already have enough politics in the world. I just wanna watch I wanna watch superheroes. I wanna watch superheroes punch each other. This is supposed to be escapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point why we're so addicted to our streaming services to get away from current situations in today's society. 
Yeah, no. So it, it got way too political for me. And honestly, that alone, I think, is the reason why I'm scoring it so low. So political. I mean, even in the last three episodes, the last episode was the worst one by far. Um, I liked the ending scene in the museum. I thought that was kind of cute. That was. I was a huge fan. Oh, and then you had the whole thing with the boat. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. What wait, what was with the actual like last ending scene when they're all like doing the barbecue down there? Like I actually thought we were watching like Full House for a second. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? I thought it was a commercial for a yes. second. I was like, wait, what? Yes. Um, so did I. Yeah, it was like you know the boat's finally all done. It's nice, you know. Sam's remembering his parents, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It gets a little bit political. Hopefully, Caps America Four deviates away from politics, but it doesn't sound like it. But who knows? Fingers crossed, man. But I'm sorry to take us on that tangent. We should go back to what Eric was saying about our big season finale. Woo! So yeah, we're we're at the end of another season, guys. This is absolutely insane, and yet it, it still hasn't even been a year. <laughs> so yeah. time flies, really. I can't believe um, we're on season two in less than a year. We're yeah. about to start season three. Yeah. We had over 50 episodes this season. It's insane. None of which oh, have been yeah. my solo. Nor you mine. promised your solo in the end yeah. of our season one? Finale? I know. I had a, I had an episode. It got deleted. And honestly, it discouraged me from continuing. And then oh. <laughs> finals with school. And it's just pain in the ass. Nick, do you know how many episodes I lost in my archive? But that didn't stop me from continuing my solos. Are you in school doing finals? No. No, and I don't plan on going back to school. We've reached a cinematic parallel. Back then, Nick said, I can't do my episode because school's starting. Now it's, I can't do it because school's ending. Literally, though, but finals is the worst. (laughs) Yeah, no, they suck. But season two, I think it was a big improvement over our last season. We had a lot more uh, discussions, a lot more topics, a lot more genres. Oh, and of course, Elephant in the Room, we introduced the guest episodes, right? This is the first season where you guys have been able to come in and listen to people who you wouldn't normally hear on here. We had a total of nine guests. Yes. AJ, Ellis, Gabe, Kat, Sophia. Well, Amy, thank you, Keith. <laughs> you know, we finally got our fifth members, Mike working, Tyler. It's okay, Tyler. Just nod. I, I know you can hear us. <laughs> Tyler, yes. Oh, Brandon and Aiden, shout out. Thank you guys so much for being part of the podcast. Well, for one episode, at least one episode, but still. I think a lot of these guest stars are going to come back, something tells me. We haven't heard the last. I, I will <laughs> say, just bringing this up, um, the other day I walked into my mom's craft room, and once again, she was watching the B-movie every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shout out. But yeah, I'm looking forward for season three. I have a feeling it's going to be just as good as season two, if not better. And you can count on a lot of geeky topics. Yes, yes. We got some really great content cooking up, group discussions. We're going to try to get maybe some more duo episodes out next season. I know we, we really hit a slog with that this year. No, For no specific reason. Just wasn't a lot of duo like opportunities. Other. No, it's honestly because we like each other too much. A lot, nobody ever wanted to do episodes because we wanted to do group episodes. We all wanted to be a part of the love. Anyway, you know, expect to see, or I guess not see, expect to hear a lot more fun, geeky content. Does anybody have anything specific they want to plug for next season? Nick, are we getting your, your solo? Um, I don't want to make promises anymore. Yeah, you already got called out by Keith at the end of season one. Yeah, I believe that he said something like, you don't make promises, you can't keep Technically, I did do it, but... Nope. So, when you say but, you ignore everything you just said. Keith, are we going to hear your solo ramble? 
Ooh. What would I ramble about by myself? I'm just gonna be spit the voices. I hear I hear the voices. <laughs> well, you did say that you wanted to maybe branch out a little bit while you were like cleaning your room and stuff to just talk. I started recording a couple of episodes while doing that and one while I was driving on my way to work. However, it's just so boring alone. It's you need the, the people to bounce your ideas off of, you know? It's very hard to do a rambling episode alone. I a hundred percent get that. When I do solo episodes, it's always with a specific goal and almost always a script. Eric, I'm pretty sure you can back me up there, right? When you do your solos. Oh, 100% math. Yeah. Rambling's a lot easier when you got at least one other person there. Because, again, you just bounce ideas off each other, like you said, Keith. If you want to see me or hear me, I guess, do a solo episode, I'd probably end up doing it about some of the greatest uh, music of our time. That would be interesting, though, to, to get some music content on here. Yeah, I'm a huge music addict, so. Yeah, you're like the music expert. All I know is that if we were ever to do a music episode, definitely going to be talking about All American Rejects first. Yeah, that would be a fun idea. Actually, like total spitballing. We, would you guys want to do an episode together where we compare our favorite artists? Matt, put that in our Geeks Crossing Google Docs page. Oh, I'll put it in right now, man. Um, Listen to that, viewers. This is why Matt is such a vital part of this podcast. Because <laughs> not only is he the heart and soul, but he's also the documenter. I have a color-coded Google Doc with every single episode released in development or conceptualized with hypothetical genres, release dates, and member uh, counts. So I-, I think that honestly supersedes geek. That's just full-blown nerd territory. <laughs> all the more reason why you should be part this podcast oh yeah but overall thank you all for sticking around and listening to yet another geeks crossing podcast and we hope you enjoyed season two here's to hoping that season three will be a much more successful season or on the same level but only time will tell heck yeah this has been keith guys guys quick say your names uh we're out of alphabetical order keith we weren't right. trained for this <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right until then Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And if you're not already, follow our Instagram at Geeks Crossing. We post a lot of fun updates and pictures and all kinds of stuff on there. And join our Discord. Both the Discord link and the Instagram are in the description of this episode, as always. Join our Discord. We're going to get uh, the uh, mundane bot in there. <laughs> we'll throw some bots in there to keep you guys entertained. Uh, thank you all for listening this has been eric keith matt and nick and more (laughs) importantly stay true to your geek selves